Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening to this. This is Tech Sergeant Porter from the 189th Airlift Wing podcast, episode seven. Yes, seven. seven. Uh, to my right here is soon to be Senior Master Sergeant Rolls. Hey, anyways, <laughs> and we also have uh, Chief Kraska and Senior Master Sergeant Ashworth. How are we doing today, gentlemen? Good morning. I'm doing great. Yeah, it's a great morning. It's rainy outside. Why are you lying to the people? I think rain is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love rain, but, you know, I'm just like, mm. It means don't I don't lie. have to water don't my start off with a lie. when I get home. <laughs> All right, so today's topic, we're going to be talking about leadership, more specifically teamwork. Uh, what do you got for me there, Chief Kraska? Yeah, so uh, for those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Chief Kraska. I'm the HRA for the uh, 189th Airlift Wing. Uh, part of my duties out here are... Um, Diversity and inclusion and force development, and uh, Senior Master Sergeant John Ashworth is is here with me today, and he works with me as well. And so, you know, we're just want to take a little bit of time and uh, go over a very important topic that we feel uh, is important. We've <clears throat> in the past been doing some uh, leadership development uh, courses, uh, professional development courses, and uh, one of the topics that has come up quite a bit is teamwork, and so. Uh, John uh, Ashworth is, uh, I think, a subject matter expert uh, in that field, and so we want to take a little bit of time and let John introduce himself, and uh, we'll get into it. You know how to make the dream work? Go for it. Take um, it away we'll, there. We'll, we'll try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my name's John Ashworth, Senior Master Sergeant Ashworth. Um, I'm I'm attached with uh, Chief Kraska in the HR office. Like he said, we've been uh, providing professional development um, for for the enlisted for a while now it's been a couple years over over two years now and uh you know it's it's focused on leadership and and trying trying to provide leadership development uh, which is something that i think has been lacking in in training um and so we were glad to to kind of jump into that and we had a had a great time we got a lot of great feedback and uh we look forward to continuing it yeah, absolutely. And so I guess with that, we'll just go ahead and, and get into it. Um, I guess my first question I want to kind of throw general softball here is what <laughs> is what is teamwork and why is it important? Well, hopefully it's a softball. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've been interested in this for a long time. Um, in, in my civilian job, um, I'm, a, I'm an administrator, and so my training has been in leadership, um, leadership over the years, um, the the best training that I've received is actually what we would call OJT. That's you know on the job training. Mm-hmm. Um, leadership. When, when you go into leadership, we all know people that are naturally inclined and and are natural leaders, but. Um, you don't become a great leader until you get really experienced. And, uh, and, and so that's, that's where teamwork comes into me. It, it, if, if an organization uh, implements a, a leadership or a teamwork framework within the organization, that's just part of the culture, um, that develops leaders within those teams. And that's why I think it's, you know, it's one reason why I think it's, it's so important is, is to 
is to give individuals an opportunity to um, develop their leadership over time. Because if you think about it, it, the the earlier you start um, developing leadership skills, the better you're going to be over time. Um, that's 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 a uh, that's a that's just known. Um, and if you if you read any leadership books, it always goes back to that. You need experience, and the more experience you can get, the better leader you're you're going to become. And and then I look at it from um, uh, just observing the world around me. I mean, I think we are naturally inclined to want to be part of a, a team, a brotherhood or a sisterhood. Uh, we, that's just a, that's who we are as, as humans. And when we don't find um, a place that we can call, a, uh, you know, a team, then we're going to find our own team. And I think we even see that, like, um, with gangs. Um, True, yeah. yeah. You know, <clears throat> they're going to find a way to find a home. And um, and that's a negative team that you would want to be part of. So I think as leaders, uh, we need we need to find a positive avenue for people to be be part of a, part of a whole. Yeah, and I and think part uh, of a team. And John and I both are DSGs, right? Um, and so <clears throat> we're part of a team. You know, we come out here. Yeah. Uh, you know, our one week in a month, a couple weeks a year. Uh, that's a perfect example. It's actually um, <laughs> I was active duty. Uh, before I came down here, the 189th, and one of the recruiters, that's what he told me. He's like, you know, you'll see some people, they just want to be here because they want to be a part of a team. Absolutely. Um, and, and so that's the underlying, mm-hmm. right, the whole thing. Everyone wants that. Um, I think with teamwork, too, what is really important, how it ties so closely into leadership, is when you talk about crisis situations, right? Mm-hmm. When you something adverse happens in the workplace, um, you know, even, you know, take it a step further to your to your family right that that's yeah. a team as well i was just about to say that yeah <clears throat> and so rely on people yeah absolutely and so when something happens um you know at work okay something drops and now you've got a deadline tomorrow right mm-hmm. and everyone's got to pull together and you've got a million other things going on but then that's where that leadership comes through to pull the team together to get people on task mm-hmm. doing what they need to do to accomplish the mission or meet the deadline um and i know in the civilian world um, me personally, um, some of the training that I've done, uh, in the books and things that I've read, um, there's not as big an emphasis in every, um, I guess how we put it, um, every career path out there. Uh, so me civilian side being an attorney, teamwork is not always the first thing you think of, right? Um, it's very individualized and sometimes people don't like to share information and they don't like to help each other out, right? Because it might be adverse to their clients' interests. Um, and so uh, when I was going through uh, law school, one of the, the books we had to read was on teamwork and it was like elementary. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> how, do, how do these people not know like yeah. what teamwork <laughs> is? Uh, and so, you know, being... <laughs> You'd be surprised, right? Right. And coming from, you know, 10, 10 years active duty... You know, teamwork has always been military. I think it's one thing that a lot of people overlook, um, and especially it's a great attribute for for DSGs too to be able to take to their civilian employers and say, "Look, like I have this leadership training. Part of that is teamwork. I can I can work well in a group." Mm-hmm. Um, 
And lead it if need be. Yeah, yeah and step up when, mm-hmm. again in those crisis situations. That's so you it. keep ping, you keep uh, le- pinging leadership books. What's your favorite leadership book you've read? My favorite leadership book. I'm actually gonna um, set John up again for another softball uh, because there we go. don't <laughs> it drop kinda, it. It ties into this um, to this topic, and so John, if you had to pick a leadership book that you've read recently on teamwork. Mm. Um, <laughs> well, well, for, I always point to Patrick Lencioni, any of his books, like uh, The Advantage. You is, hit it out of the park, John. That's <laughs> what I was hoping you'd say. <laughs> Outstanding. That, that's a good one, but uh, um, I, I'm, that's my favorite author when it, when it comes to leadership. Now, he focuses on, on teamwork. Uh, but Patrick Lencioni is my favorite author when it comes to leadership. And I'll uh, agree with John on that. I, John actually is the one that turned me on to, to his books. I'd read a lot of John Maxwell kind of is the, the standard one, especially in the Air Force. It get, gets pushed quite a bit. Mm. Um, <laughs> so anyways, but I think that, yeah, he's got some good books. And, and with that, um, I know one of the the topics that we we always go over in our leadership development courses that we've put on is teamwork. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so with that, um, I guess, John, do you want to expand a little bit on that on um, maybe some of the high points? Yeah. um, You know, just going back to the conversation that, that we were just having and and you were saying that, you know, in the military, we are, we're naturally part of a team, but even, even in that the leader plays a, a key role because you have leaders that let's say uh, want to consolidate power. They want to be the ones that, that kind of lord over everything that's going on. And that's the opposite, opposite of teamwork. Um, and then you have leaders that facilitate teamwork. And we've all, I would imagine been part of, of organizations or times within our career that we've seen both of those, mm-hmm. and, and and so and so leaders can either inhibit or prohibit teamwork, and and the importance of of teamwork then becomes um, those within the team, if they're really part of of a team and they're valued as as team members, then everything that that the products of everything that occurs from that team, everybody has has uh, ownership ownership of it, mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. and they can look at it and they can they can say, yeah, I did that part of that, and I did that part of that, and that's where you get this unit, this camaraderie, and then morale goes up. So so the the compounding effects of an of an effective team process in place just make an organization fantastic everything goes up productivity goes up morale goes up everything everything goes up and i would say um you know i i feel like just listening to you speak about it you know um in my own opinion i feel like that's that has to start with how they're valued if they feel Mm -hmm. valued and and coming from the top down you know yeah like you said we've all been part of a a team an organization you know a job where you know you identify bad leadership pretty quickly, mm-hmm. you know, but when you, when you see and everybody it, knows it, yeah, and right. when, when you see it and you, you feel it, the value, you know, because the best leaders are always, uh, you know, putting their team before them, building them up. And, you know, that's leadership from top down value. 
uh, yeah. So yeah, inherently teamwork, you know, starts with value. And, and like I said, opinion. if you if you have teams, and, and you said it earlier, like we're part of a team. It's a two man team, right? Every organization is is a team, and then you can have many many teams within that. And I'll just give you an example. If 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 you as an organization or a unit or a squadron or whatever it may be, sit down and you look at, um you know, perception surveys and and um, the goals that you have in place and then really drill down to see if you're meeting those goals, then you can create um, improvement plans. And, and typically, if you're going to identify improvement plans, there's going to be all kinds of plans out there, right? Well, if you do that, now you've, you've, you've facilitated the creation of different teams. And if, and if you're really good as, as a leader, you're going to, you're going to facilitate the ones that, that fit in those different plans that are going to be able to work on those goals to, to make them better. Now you've created many different teams, right? You're, you're an overall team. Now you've created many different teams. And within those teams, you're given leadership opportunities. Um, the best way for any organization to get better and grow is to create more leaders, because it, it just has a, an incredible effect on the organization and be able to move upward. Mm -hmm. um, if you have one leader, you know, that's really, really good, they can go somewhere. But if you have many leaders within, within, that, um, within that organization, it's really going to go quickly. And to piggyback a little bit on what you said earlier, John, you, you mentioned about, kind of process improvement and you know looking at the team how does it do and then improving on it right mm -hmm. and so a lot of times um i think sergeant porter you'd mentioned like you know what was your favorite book to read mm -hmm. on leadership and a lot of those books the way they're structured is it's a, a very formal team process right they're mm -hmm. storming norming mm -hmm. you know like all these different steps right mm -hmm. um and i think sometimes taking taking that out of it out of the equation and not necessarily putting a label on what you're doing uh, in the team process, right, um, is a little bit better approach in my view, right, because otherwise you get into this, this like, strict structure mm -hmm. of, like, this mm -hmm. is what a team has to be, and we can only be organized to, you know, perform X task. Or, like, and, tunnel vision right. when it comes to the developing your leaders or something. Absolutely, and, that's, and then that kind of ties into what John was talking about now is that yeah. when you have more than one leader, right, it's – Thinking outside the box is kind mm -hmm. of one of the you know the phrases to to think about things, and that's where I think you really see the dividend, the payoff uh, with teamwork. Right, is when mm -hmm. now you have these people that have been developed, you have these leaders, and you can go through this process, and it's not mechanical. It just it happens naturally. I, I love what you I love what you said there, and and I always think back to like sports. There's so many analogies within sports. And I used to be a basketball coach, and we would teach, as coaches, we would teach them plays, you know, and if you're not careful, what you, what you create are robots that aren't able to react to mm. individual natural situations. And so, as, as you know, in, in that respect, and like basketball, if you tell a player, hey, you know, you down screen and then you pop out, but if the person that pops out, if there's a defender there, then you don't need to go there. 
Right. You have to react to that situation. And that's that's what I mean by robot. If it's a if it's a player that's not not thinking about the situation, that player is going to go to that spot because that's where they were supposed to be. That's they're, yeah. You're creating not, leaders within that because you're enabling them to be like, okay, you can. I know you, it's supposed to be A and then B, but you know. Yeah. So so I think there's so like with teamwork or with a sports team, mm-hmm. you you. You um, uh, you give the the team players under guiding um, kind of virtues or or uh, you know um, values that that they go by, mm-hmm. and, and then they can react rather than follow a a template that you must follow. You you teach them to um, you teach them the underlying values or virtues, and then to react uh, according to the situation. And I'll, I'll talk about a couple of those. I don't know how much time we have, but I'll talk about a couple of those. And we just ran out of time. Thanks for coming in. I'm just kidding. <laughs> funny. Well, and funny. I, I actually want to. It made me when you were talking about people, you know, creating robots and, and yeah. that. You know, then it gets into the, the individual um, emphasis that you need to put on people, right? Recognizing who mm-hmm. they are, what they're good at, and it reminded me of another book that I read, um, and the author escapes me right now, but the name of the book is called Loon Shots. Um, <clears throat> and if you've watched recently, I think there is a movie on well, either Amazon or Apple um, that's called Air. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah, it's yeah. a story about um, how they created the Air Nike. Jordans. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so that is kind of the, the similar type of thing, right? You have, for well, spoiler alert, right? Um, you know, people that are creative in a different way and they it needs to be recognized and you need to be able to, um, you know, seize those people's talents, enable them, enable them. Yes. And use them in a different way. Right. Like not everybody is good at drawing. Right. For example, Mm -hmm. right. Like I'm terrible. I can do stick figures. That's about (laughs) it. Uh, my three-year-old is better already, you know, than I am. But, um, that's the, the the point about, you know, having things being mechanical and, and creating these robots, right. Is also recognizing that if, if someone's good at something, mm-hmm. right, then you need to give them those opportunities, put them in those positions, give them enough freedom to to do the work that they need to do. Oh, JT? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and if it's something that's, you know, maybe a little bit out there, like give them, give them a little bit of slack, right? Like let them take a chance. Um, I know one of the big things I've heard out here a lot is, you know, uh, failing forward, Yeah. right? Um, so that's, it's important, right? And if you're not going to take a risk, then you're going to miss out on something. Yeah. And then that, that leads into innovation. Yeah. 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 If, if you don't do that, then you're going to inhibit innovation. You're mm-hmm. not going to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I think we have an innovation lab here, something like that. Haven't you heard something like that? Yeah, yeah we there. do have an innovation <laughs> lab uh, the, down on uh, LRS or in the, um, where is it? The vehicle, vehicle ops? Vehicle Somewhere ops. around there. But, yeah, that's that, that just goes to, you know, um, speak to leadership now and of past. You know, that's that's enabling. That's enabling your your people, your your team, you know, to make the dream work. John, did you have a few more things you said you wanted to? 
Well, I, just just as far as as teamwork is concerned, um, it, you know, like I said, I I follow Lencioni, and 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 when you go through through his books, he lays out some of those fundamental uh, virtues or strategies that teams uh, should be should be um, engaged in, and uh, and so the the first one that he refers to, and if you think of it as a as a pyramid. It would be the base of the pyramid, and and if you and if this is lacking, it's very hard to have an an operational effective team, and that is uh, and that is trust. There must be trust mm-hmm. uh, with within a team, and then the question we're not here to talk about. You know, you you could talk for hours just on each you know <laughs> each one of the principles, but um, you know, how do you develop trust? And I think. I think that goes into um, a lot of different things. You can talk about relationships and making sure that people are developing relationships. Um, But I go back to what you train on a lot, which is emotional intelligence. And a lot of uh, the ability to build trust is to be able to be be emotionally intelligent and know how to react in certain situations. And – it's it's um it's very difficult it 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 really is because we all have bad days Mm -hmm. and if we act out on those bad days it's very easy to disrupt the trust that you've developed with your teammates over a long period of time you could you could you could mess up and disrupt that trust the thing is is we all mess up and so the important thing is to remain consistent on the other times to develop that trust. And then once you do develop that trust, when you mess up, then it's a lot easier for the others to overlook that or forgive you for that. And that's mm-hmm. another thing is you got to admit when you mess up. Yes. Oh, yeah. Huge. Accountability. Yeah. Huge. Thanks for forgiving me, mm-hmm. Porter, for every time I mess up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little bit more empathetic than you are. That's all. I, as a as a parent, one of the most important things I've learned because I mess up as a parent, mm-hmm. right, um, is to go to my my kids and say, "Hey, I really messed up there. Yeah, I need I need you to forgive me for that." That could mean the world to them. Yeah, I noticed yeah. a huge difference in in when I, you know, growing up, I had my kids kind of young, you know, so when I was in my twenties, I didn't really have the wherewithal to <laughs> to see that what I'm doing to my kids if I'm upset with them or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but getting as I grew and, you know, my emotional intelligence also grew. So mm-hmm. I didn't let the little things get to me, you know, so I realized taking time out and actually having a conversation with my kids. And even if I'm the parent, it's okay to apologize to my kids for even if they did something they weren't supposed to do my reaction is not appropriate or something, you know, yeah. so it, it Even may, when it you're means, right, you can still be wrong. Right, right, exactly. So it means I can see how it means the world to them mm-hmm. when I acknowledge that I did something I wasn't supposed to do. And, you know, that develops for me and my kids. We have a very open relationship and we talk to each other about everything because mm-hmm. from the get go, I realized that that's actually easier to build trust and mm-hmm. have your kids my, like my kids always tell me what they're doing. Even if they do something that they're not supposed to do, they tell yeah. me about it because they know how I'm going to react now. And it, 
it makes everything and the, easier. And the fact that they'll come to you and confide in you, it goes back to that trust. base, which is trust. Mm-hmm. Right. And when when that we talked about families being being a team, mm-hmm. and, and it's very similar. These and principles it, apply apply there. If you if you break that trust, and this is you know I don't I'm a, I don't want to get into parenting, but when you break that trust, it's a lot so of time, similar though. You know, it the is veins similar. are just so similar. You know, that's where you might see acting out of of children because that trust has been broken, and mm-hmm. so that that trust that has been broken must get mended somehow and and a lot of times it's the leader that has to provide the impetus to get that that mended and if the leader doesn't do that in the family situation that's the parent the parent has to approach and say hey let's let's work this out i'm sorry for for messing up there let's move forward and to jessica's point too i mean it's making it personal right like so when we're out here we're not just robots right? Like, I know what your first name is. I know that you have a family, you know, I know mm-hmm. about your kids. I know what's going on in their lives. I know what's going on in your lives, right? Like that, again, is going to build a trust, mm-hmm. which ultimately builds the team, which we then use to accomplish the mission. So yeah. it's, it's right. You know, it's get to know your people. Yeah. You know, and have the conversation, have the tough conversation. Communicate. Too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> I, I would say too, that one of the things that you can do to build trust and um, build like a more cohesive team is to just coming in the morning and have a nice conversation. Like, mm-hmm. um, we have another person in here, Erin Crawford. She's uh, one of our PAs. Um, she loves plants. So I, I actually know a lot about her because we just sit there and talk, you know. It's just – and I would trust her, and I, I'd hope she would trust me. But um, it's just nice to know your people and know how you can relate to them. That way – you can build that rapport mm-hmm. and rapport builds trust and builds good relationships and yep. all that stuff. Yep. Full circle. Mm-hmm. So after, after trust, John, what do we, what's well, next in our period? The, the next principle that builds, builds on that would be, would be conflict. And most of the time when that word is used, people think I'm getting a fight, you know, fist fight or, 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 or something like that. And that's not and what we're talking aspect. about. Yeah, the yeah. negative as- aspect of conflict, which there can be a negative aspect of conflict. Of but if we let it go to that negative aspect of conflict, then now that trust is eroding. Mm-hmm. Right? <clears throat> when, when I'm talking about conflict, there needs to be healthy conflict in any team. If, if, if there's not healthy conflict, there's, there's a false sense of harmony. And, and a, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking and about. And a there. false sense of harmony does no one no good. Yeah. Um, there should be positive, good conflict mm-hmm. because that means that, speaking of diversity, people with different views of the issue or the problem are coming forward and saying, this is what I think about this and this is what I think the solution is. Mm-hmm. Well, that that probably will conflict with somebody else's ideas of What's the best solution to that problem? That's a healthy thing to work those out because, because the true best scenario or the, the best solution is probably some, a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. So you have to, within a team, work those things out, and that can cause a little bit of conflict. And it should cause a little bit of conflict um, because there's diverse views, ideas, 
priorities with within the team. But because they feel that. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, but because they feel the trust, they can bring that up. They can have that. That's right. Exactly. Within that's that why trust is, is the base. Team. Yeah. Correct. And mm-hmm. what I was going to say is just that. Then you're making sure you're getting the best product. Right, you're going down all the avenues. You're thinking everything mm-hmm. through, right? And you know, then whatever the end, you know, goal, whatever you're building towards, whatever you're trying to accomplish, then you've really run down, looked at all the angles. Avenue. Absolutely. Right. And like, some, am I? Oh, I'll, go ahead. Yeah. So sometimes it's a personality thing. You know, I I am naturally inclined not to want to have conflict. Same. That's yeah. that's a that's part of that's a natural part of who I am. But and you got those you got those pot stirs out there, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that'd be the negative aspect. But how many times have we been in a meeting and you're sitting there thinking about it and you go, now now some of you may be more outgoing, but you may hear that and in your mind you're going that is not the right way to go. Mhm. But you don't say anything because mm, I don't want to stir the pot. Yeah. I don't I don't want to I don't want to go down this road. Well, you True leaders, true team players, uh, you ne- you need to bring that up because that could have been a blind spot. It's a missed opportunity. In, in somebody yeah. else, and you know in your mind for some reason that that's going down the wrong road is going to lead to problems. You need to voice that because that could be um, something that that the other team members they just aren't seeing. So that could be a failure on on both sides of the teamwork as far as the leadership right. not fostering that type of environment within the team and then you not being a team member right. and feeling like you can voice it. And the o- appropriate response to the team, if it is brought up, is, man, that's a really good thought. I, n- I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. And that validates the person that's bringing up the bad point um, and then it opens it up for yeah. others. And, to, and just to be clear, too, conflict isn't – necessarily adversarial no 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 it's what we're saying here just so you know everyone's you know clear um it's not doesn't have to be this knockout drag out type of thing no so what lencioni would say is is conflict is on a continuum Mm -hmm. you have very in very improper conflict right that would be like Mm. physical it's gotten physical right and then you have absolute the the absence of, of conflict Right, so you have the 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 two ends there, and then you have everything in between, right? What Lencioni would say was the appropriate c- amount of conflict would be somewhere right of center, where that would be considered healthy conflict. Okay, okay. yeah. In my former life, uh, active duty, uh, I was AFN, so we were always uh, making. I don't know been deployed so it's radio and television mm-hmm. overseas um making products that was basically all we ever did it was news stories it was radio stories it was uh, commercials uh etc cetera, etc cetera. and um you know in that in that team you know you got to have creativity and that's got to mm-hmm. be nurtured mm-hmm. and you know enabled but yeah like i remember multiple times multiple assignments you know just having like a like a it wasn't like a, you know, go screw yourself. It was just like, no, 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 no. This is the way we should go. Like, no, mm-hmm. no, this is how I see it. And, you know, and that's, uh, while I would say that's uh, normal with creative types, mm-hmm. but uh, still enabling that. And, you know, mostly all of us felt like we had a voice and we could say those things. And, you know, and yeah, it was, 
sometimes it got tense. You know, we kind of probably crossed the center over to the left yeah, a little bit. It but, happens. Uh, yeah, I've I've spoken outside of my lane, outside of my rank uh, before, but uh, you know, I you know, backpedal and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. but uh, and, and but I this think, is how I feel still. I think that's okay. I mean, even like with accountability, mm-hmm. if you're trying to hold somebody accountable, we all need positive pressure to do the right thing and do what we're supposed to be doing, and, and that that is seen everywhere. Like you know, in my civilian job, I have a board; they're holding me accountable, and they and, and there's positive pressure on me to do what I need to do mm-hmm. to get the organization where it needs to be. Well, that's healthy, right? And as as supervisors, you're riding this line of not too much pressure to too much pressure. And that's you've got to monitor that. Mm-hmm. And if you step over that line, well, you got to get back over that line because that can lead to problems within morale and, and all kinds of things. But this is, you know, with the conflict, it's the same thing. I think, I think you do need to have that. And sometimes just because of our human nature and maybe we're having a bad day, we're going to step over that line. Yeah. But we got to be <clears throat> self, self-perceptive enough to go, ooh, that goes I into emotional intelligence. Exactly. Right? And that goes was... into self, self-awareness. self It goes into what Jessica talked about earlier about having those conversations and knowing other people, right, personally, mm-hmm. um, so that when you're having these conversations, you're not going to go um, all the way to that physical side, right, for someone that you know that you really get along with, that you, you've built a relationship with, right? Yeah. Like the conflict's not going to go that far, you know. Uh, if you're driving down the road and someone cuts you off, right, like, okay, <laughs> Maybe, you know, the conflict, you're going to get a little Game bit. Game on. Yeah, you get a little I don't bit know closer. you. Right, exactly. But, you know, if it's someone you know, you're like, oh, John, okay. Uh, John. <laughs> you know. We've so. all been there, right, Jess? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's my first name, by the way. Uh, I, I do want to ask, though, um, how many of these uh, pillar are we were go- you know, going on yeah. uh, uh, for teamwork trust and conflict? Mm-hmm. How many more do we have? There's about there's about three more. Okay, so I'm going to say we can actually do this in, a, in another you know, another part of this because sure. I don't want to overwhelm the audience. And this is a, a <laughs> lot of great information. Don't get me wrong. I, but yes, I would love to put a pin in it right here. Just and definitely bring you back. Chief Graska, senior Ashworth, uh, because good stuff. Good stuff. Right, Jess? Yeah. She's good. quiet over there. So that's why I'm, I keep I'm listening. <laughs> I'm, I'm like really intent listening. One of the things I do, do want to say before we before we all leave is that I'm impressed how um, senior Ashworth, what you're saying that you do and teach in, in your civilian capacity is nearly identical to what we learn in uh, ALS, NCOA, senior NCOA, uh-huh. um, like coming to a middle conclusion. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I, for some reason, remember and I think about for some reason quite often is the best alternative to a negotiated agreement, mm-hmm. something, a phrase I learned when I did senior NCO. And uh, it's true. Like, that's like everything you learn in those in those leadership courses mm-hmm. um, is really relevant, especially to what we're talking about now, like leadership, um, including people and building up your team. So I just want to say that, you know, maybe, you know, if you're about to go to ALS, NCOA, senior NCOA, mm-hmm. make sure you, you know, it might not seem important to you now or what, or it might seem boring or something like that, but it's it's going to help you as a leader and help your team uh, confide in you and trust in you and help build that rapport with each other. Absolutely. So. Yeah, and if you're just taking those courses for the next rank, then you're missing 
what you're there for. Right. Absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been, I think everybody's been in a training seminar or a course, a class, whatever. And you're just like, uh, you know, I'm not really stoked to be here, but then you end up getting something out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those surprising moments, you know, that's, that's always good. But, uh, having said all that, do, Jess, do you want to get the last word? No. i was uh, gonna be a little mean and be like well you always like to get the last word so you could wrap up this little podcast now anyways uh thank you so much chief thank you senior for coming in uh, absolutely spilling those wise words and we will have uh, a part two maybe a part three so uh, i look forward to it gentlemen and jess (laughs) thank you thank Thank you for having us